Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. So Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to read this and go to some other scriptures and then come back. So this is kind of our key scripture here. And it says, if the, now I want to say this. Uh, this subject is something that I probably meditate on just about more than anything else uh, in my own personal time. So it's a real joy to get to minister along this line. because I And, and if you've noticed in my uh, ministry, many times things along this line will come out. And Pastor Jay ministers along this line quite a bit. But we have... Uh, we have all different ages, spiritually speaking, of individuals in the congregation. We're not talking necessarily about natural age, but we have a lot of young uh, people, too, that, that are growing in the Lord. We have, uh, like I said last week, we have young and old spiritually, but we have some young ones that are still learning things, and we have some older ones spiritually that haven't necessarily applied them. So we're all at different levels, and I want to encourage you to uh, learn where your mindsets are. And if they're wrong, if they're negative mindsets, if they're things that are holding you back, if they're things that are hindering you in your spiritual growth, learn that. And become skilled in changing those mindsets. Become skilled in spiritually growing up. Don't just stay in the same place. Don't just, you know, and I'm going to say this, don't just go your way and think, well, you know, this is the way I want to do it. Because that's going to catch up with you. Yes. And it's, it's going to be hard for you. And, and, and you're going to have a lot of uh, hardship in your life with, with that type of attitude. But if you, if you purpose in your heart to gain understanding because you're listening to the Word of God and you're changing your mentalities and it's, it's getting into your spirit and faith is rising because that's what we talked about. So the Word of God, we hear the Word of God and it goes into our mind gate. We hear it with our ears, right? And our physical senses. And it goes into our mind gate. But at the same time, there's something going on in our heart. And that's called revelation knowledge. So we, we can't believe God with our mind, but we have to renew this thing. Uh, so when we renew our mind, our heart is gaining understanding as well. And what it is, it's light. It's yeah. faith that is rising. And what do we do with that? We act on it. Yeah. When we learn, and really it's understanding of how to apply the Word of God in the areas that we need to, and then we apply them. And the word is progressive. Light is progressive in the Word because there's life. There's no other book other than the Word of God that gives you progressive, life-giving, raw life by the Spirit of God working in you as you use it. And we know we use the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and faith and joy and peace and kindness and self-control in Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit came to live inside of you when the Spirit of Christ came to live inside of you. You say, well, was it the Holy Spirit? Was it Jesus that came in? I just say the Spirit of Christ. The Godhead came and lived inside of you. And you have a new nature now. And you have what you call the fruit of the Spirit. We're not talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We were just talking about tongues and interpretation. And really, the good ones uh, operate in tongues interpretation in more of a ministry gift to the body of Christ. But we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, which is character. 
and it's, it's fruit to live by. Uh, so ask your neighbor, got fruit? Got fruit. Amen. Amen. I got some fruit, but I need to use it in order for it to progress. Yes. I need to use the fruit of the Spirit inside of me in order to gain more understanding, gain more light on how to use it and, and to be more blessed yes. Right. Yes. And, and to have more grace. Yes. Amen. Amen. And if we want to bear fruit that it talks about in John 15, we have to bring forth fruit by how? We, we uh, believe it in our heart and we say it with our mouth. Things are generated when we speak it with our mouth. But you can't speak something with your mouth and it be generated if you're not speaking it out of a heart that has revelation of the Word of God because your mind was set on the Word and therefore a light was able to come. Because where your mind is set, that's where your heart's going to go. And your mind and your heart have to agree. But you want your mind to agree with your spirit, man. Amen. Amen. And it has to agree with the word of God first. But, but your heart has revelation that comes out and you continue to grow and continue to grow. Do you know sometimes the Holy Ghost will rise up inside of you and say things? Yeah. Yeah. And even that gives light to your mind. Amen. And then your mind is renewed there. Uh, there's not a Bible scripture that says, Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt go to college. Right. Uh, Thus right. saith the Lord, thou shalt move to Timbuktu. Right. Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt make this move. Right. So it's the Holy Ghost that you have to ask for wisdom. Yeah. It says in James, if any of you lacks wisdom, uh, ask. Yeah. And don't be unstable. Don't be double-minded. What does double-minded mean? You're wavering between two opinions. Right. Well, first of all, we need to be in agreement with the opinion of the Word of God. But if we don't have a word specifically on what we are to do, then the Holy Ghost will show you. That's right. And then you get light. And then you follow it. You act on that light. All right? I want to read something. Dad Hagen made a statement on a CD that I listened to. I I've, was teaching this before I had heard that. Uh, but he made a statement in the 30 years of ministry, there are four things I've learned about how to educate your spirit man in 30 years of ministry. Now, when, when my spiritual father says something like that, I perk up. And I'm like, okay, what are they? And basically, it says, uh, and he's, it's on a chapter, How to Train the Human Spirit, and this is in a Bible Faith Study Course. I believe we have that in the bookstore. But it says your spirit can be educated just as your mind can be educated. Your spirit can be built up in strength just as your body can be built up. There are four steps by which your spirit can be educated and built up. This is where I perked up. By meditating in the Word. By practicing the Word. By giving word first place, by giving the word first place in your life. And number four, by instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. So first of all, we meditate. Then we practice what we've meditated because we've been hearing it and we're renewing our mind, but now our spirit is getting light. It's getting revelation. It's getting understanding. And we're understanding how to apply it. So we start applying or practicing that word. 
And we give it first place in our life. We don't stop applying it just because somebody else is doing something else. We consistently apply the Word of God. And to consistently apply it, you've got to keep hearing it and keep hearing it. Because why? Just like that man that went and, and he, saw, he, he saw a reflection of himself in the water, but when he walked away from the water, he couldn't see his reflection anymore. And the Word of God is like that. You've got to keep hearing it. And you've got to keep hearing it. And you've got to keep hearing it. And you've got to keep meditating on it, which means to speak it. It means to mutter it. Now, there's a confession of meditation that we talked about, which is just confessing it because you don't quite understand it yet. You understand? Uh, uh, so you confess it and you meditate it on, and, and you muse over it. And then you start gaining understanding in the head. Your heart rises up and says, I take it. And it takes it by faith. And then you do what it says. So, one, you meditate the word. Two, you practice it. Three, you give the word first place in your life. And four, instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Instantly obey, obey the voice of your spirit. The voice of your spirit is your heart agreeing with the word. Amen. And your spirit will rise up inside of you and say, you can take that. Right. Right. Amen. If you have a sickness and disease... In your body, your spirit, after you've renewed your mind with Isaiah 53, 3, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was, well, surely he has borne our sicknesses and he has carried our pains. Yeah, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Yeah. Then you go to Matthew 8, 17, and it talks about the same thing. And then you go, so in the mouth of two or three witnesses, yeah. let everything be established. Right. Yeah. You're renewing your mind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you go to 1 Peter 2, 24. Yeah. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Amen. That's right. And you renew your mind to that, but your heart says, take it for that situation. Take it. And that's, and that's faith that rises up, and you can take it and use it. So that's what Dad Hagen is saying. Meditate in it. Confess it. Let it be a confession of meditation. Speak it. Muse over it. Uh, just look at it. And then understanding will rise inside of you. And practice it, number two. And then number three, give it first place in your life. Don't stop practicing it. Yeah. Don't let anything yeah. cause you to fall away yeah. from practicing the word of God. That's Why? Good. Because then light will stop. Yeah. Revelation will stop. Yeah. Understanding will stop. Yeah. How many of you walk into a dark room and you can stumble into a chair? Have any, anybody in here ever done that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, my dad got up in the middle of the night. He thought he heard something. He tripped over the fan. We heard, <laughs> and he was mad. <laughs> like, I didn't put the fan there, you know, but he was mad and we were all laughing, you know. <laughs> Never forget that. But he stumbled over in the dark. So you got to turn some lights on. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. Yeah. The lights will come on if you're meditating on the word and you're looking at it to a point to where you're not going to stop looking at it until that understanding comes. Right. Amen. Amen. What understanding 
are you talking about? The understanding of how to apply it yes. to your life. You, what, did you, what did you come to church for? Right. To look pretty? I mean, y'all look nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Y'all, you smell good, okay? Don't be smelling your neighbor, but you, you know, you look good, all right? But did you come to just look pretty? Or did you come to attend? Yes. Yes. We, we've been to Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. We're talking about our senses. We're talking about our mind gate. Don't let them depart. Because what your mind goes toward, your heart will follow. And if you're putting your mind on the wrong things, then wrong things will get down into your heart. Did you know that roots of bitterness can get into your heart? Yeah. Well, let me read a little bit more here. After a while, you can know the will of God the Father, even in all the minor details of life. Isn't that encouraging? It takes time to train the human spirit, but it is well worth the effort. God communicates, listen to this, God communicates with the spirit of man, not with his reasoning faculties. So you renew your mind with the word of God, but it's not your mind that figures out how to receive it by faith. Your mind just has to be changed. In other words, if you've been hearing, maybe you went to a church and you heard that God put sickness on people. That's wrong. And if you've been hearing that, then doubt and unbelief will get down into your spirit, man. Because your mind and your heart agree. Right? So you need to change that mentality. And what we are preaching is Jesus took your sickness. He took your disease. None of us here would make our children sick to teach them a lesson. How much more God would never make anybody sick. Now, we can open the door to sickness and disease, but that wasn't God's fault. I told you a couple weeks ago, I opened the door by not getting enough rest. And symptoms came on quick. And I, I've been doing really good. Symptoms came on and, and you know, chest pains and different things like that because uh, I was dealing with upper respiratory. And uh, I just overrode my heart too many times about not getting rest. So I had like full-blown symptoms and I was speaking the word and speaking the word. And uh, I had to go the natural. And and I did. And I had to rest. And it took probably a couple weeks to really get that stuff completely out of my system. We're talking, you know, and it wasn't with antibiotics and all that, you know, no condemnation. I know what that stuff does to your body, and then you just have to take extra of other things. So I I just don't go there anymore. But, you know, no condemnation with you. Uh, Don't ask me to explain, you know, go talk to a nutritionist about it. Uh, But I've learned a lot of things that can really harm your body, and a lot of people don't even know it. Well, that was all free. Praise the Lord. Uh, but, but anyway, so I, I was thanking God for his mercy and his loving kindness, but he just spoke to me, you're going to have to rest. And you're going to have to apply the natural things that you know to your body. In other words, I'm not going to bail you out. Praise the Lord. And, and we have a covenant of healing. We have a covenant of wholeness, but we've got to take care of our bodies. Right? Amen. So I'm, I'm teaching myself to rest. I like to get up in the middle of the night 
and, and do things. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, when mom and dad and the others were up talking, I wanted to be up with them. I didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> but I'm learning. Now, understand, I don't do that all the time. It's just certain seasons. I'll let that, you know, catch up with me. And the Lord's just dealing with me. You know, stop it. <laughs> so, yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. But I really do. Uh, I've been taking care of myself. Praise the Lord. So anyway, uh, God communicates with the spirit of man, not with his reasoning faculties, not with his head. As you train your spirit and as you instantly obey your spirit, you will find that you're obeying the Holy Spirit. Remember that God said in his word in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of the man, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. This means that God is going to use your own spirit to guide you because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now let's look in greater detail. And he talks about the four points. So uh, isn't that exciting? Yes. Can I read something else to you? Yes. Yeah, because these are things that help us. Yes, and this is from Pastor Nancy's book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. Yes. We have that in the bookstore, and that's, everybody needs this book. Yes. So, uh, on page 11, I'm going to read a little bit here. Not only do you have to do something with your body, but you are the one who must do something with your mind. You must renew it with the word of God. Paul told us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To renew your mind is to give your mind a new way of thinking. When you renew your mind with the word of God, you're talking God's thoughts and making them your own. You're replacing the old way you used to think with how God thinks. Now, I call that the law of displacement. Now, uh, I'll read on. God's word is God's thoughts. By feeding on and acting on God's words, you're renewing your mind. To renew your mind is to give your mind new definitions. God's definitions instead of human natural definitions. When human natural definitions and thinking are in opposition to what God's word says, they lay natural thinking aside and take uh, on the thoughts of the word. Now, listen to this. The unrenewed mind, the carnal mind, will reason, argue, and struggle against the word. But the renewed mind will agree with God's word. And this is really what I wanted to get to, so hold on. Are you attending? I said, are you attending? You thought I was reading, didn't you? Faith is of the heart. You believe God with your heart, your spirit, not your mind. But the mind is to be renewed, for then it will agree with the word and the faith that's in your heart and not oppose, argue, or struggle against it. The mind can be renewed to think faith thoughts. As my spiritual father stated, a spiritual giant is one whose heart and mind agree. Now, when you're renewing your mind to the word of God, and yet you're, you're not taking it by faith in your heart, you're a confused person. And confusion starts to set in. And you allow things to get in that you otherwise wouldn't. You understand? That's an unstable man. Now, uh, so, if we're back to Colossians chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And we looked at this set your mind, Colossians 3, 1 and 2. We looked at that, set your mind. What does that mean? That means to think or have a mindset, to be minded, 
generally to be of an opinion, to exercise the mind, to entertain or have a sentiment or opinion. And we talked last week about uh, opinions or mentalities, affections that have been built into us over the year, over the years, uh, by the by, uh, how we've been raised by our parents, by even institutions of learning. Uh, Many people that have been speaking into our lives. It can be Grandma. It can be Aunt Susie. What have you? Again, you, you, you can be learning something that's totally contrary to the Word of God. And what happens, according to 2 Corinthians 10, strongholds are built. It refers to strongholds. Strongholds are built as a result of thoughts, as a result of imaginations. You know, one person made the statement, it's all right to fantasize. What are you fantasizing about? Because it's not right to sexually fantasize about somebody else's husband or. Come on. Come on. That's good. It's not right to sexually fantasize about some R movie that you watched. Uh, But those, uh, you know, our mind is very visual. And it has an imagination. And so if you're looking at pornography, then you're going to have the picture of it that's going to stay with you for some time. And you're going to want to get rid of that, but it's going to be difficult. Because the stronghold has been built if that's that's a lifestyle that you've built. Now, uh, you you can get out of that mentality by meditating on the Word of God and replacing those thoughts that you've been imagining about something else. Replace it with God's Word. Watch good things. I mean, I don't care rent Disney, but do something else. Look at other things. Be accountable to somebody else and tell them, look, I have a problem. And call them up and say, hey, I'm I'm dealing with this. Get a cell phone that doesn't have the internet on it. Be accountable. Put your computer under somebody else's control. Do something about it. Eradicate it from your life. Don't make it easy. Learning to say no is simply doing the right thing. But when something has become a stronghold because you've been thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. There are rules and regulations that you have to put in place until that thing uh, is not a stronghold anymore. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, that was all free. Thank you. Uh, So you've built sentiments. You've you've built things over the years. Now, I want you... uh, Well, let's look at this. Uh, Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. You've built mentalities over the years. And we have to use the law of displacement. In other words, we've got to replace what we've learned in the natural with the Word of God. And as we replace what we've learned with the Word of God, now everything that we've learned is not wrong, you understand? Some good things, and some good things that I can look back on as areas that I was raised. 
uh, by my own parents, and things I learned, and good pure things, and good solid things, and my family loved me. But then there were other things that weren't so good that I had to eradicate out of my thinking, right. Right. out of my thought life. Amen. One of them wasn't, I wasn't a faithful to a local church. Right. And I realized it wasn't until I had a pastor and it wasn't until I uh, was consistently going to a local church that I was going to learn revelation of the word. And, and, and because when I stayed home, it was too easy to just yield to other things. So we were in and out of church. And my, my grandparents were ministers. And my great-grandmother was a minister. Uh, but some, some of the children started falling away. And then they got out of church. And my father got out of church. So it was, and it, we went to Sunday school. And many times they didn't go with us. Or at Easter or Christmas, we went. Uh, it wasn't until I was 18 years old and I went to a Bible study a Youth for Christ Bible study in Kansas City where I grew up, and I rededicated my life to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I went every Thursday night to that Bible study, but then my friend of mine said, hey, you need to go to church. You need a pastor. You need the Word of God fed to you. I'm like, well, I'm going to a Bible study. Well, that's good, but you need more than that. So my mentality was changing. I wasn't an every now and then go to churcher. Because I realized in order to change, I had to go full force. I had to constantly attend to the Word of God. And that's why we come on Sunday. That's why we come on Wednesday. That's why we come. I I mean, I don't care what we're doing around here. Just come. Get blessed because don't forsake the assembling together. Come. And, and talk to people yeah. and, and, and talk about the word of God and talk about the good things God's doing in your life. Yeah. But you don't understand I'm sad and I'm dealing with this. And I'm dealing with the end. Look, it doesn't mean that you can't ever share something that you're dealing with with somebody. But let me give you a little clue. The more you talk about the sadness, the more you talk about the problems, the more, the more they're just going to, the emotions are going to flare up. But we have people that we can talk about the word of God with. And as we attend to the word of God and we, and we hear it taught and we hear it preached and we talk about it with, well, you're just always talking about the word. You're always talking about the word. What else is going to renew my mind? And when I go to heaven and I see Jesus face to face, he's going to say, oh, my goodness, you are always talking about my word. No, he's going to say, come in, good and faithful servant. You see, some people think that we make all this up. But I've got a book. So we renew our mind by the fellowshipping together of the saints. And faith rises in our heart to do better. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 11, Paul said, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. You are restricted by your own affections. And that word restricted means to be crowded or hindered, distracted. And I wrote it this way. You are crowded, hindered, distracted by your own inner struggles. 
because the word for affections is a little bit different than the one in Colossians. The word for affections here is inner, heart, bowels, the seat of the emotions. So we're talking about the mind and the heart here. We're talking about things that get inside of us, that restrict us, that hinder us from growing. It gets in the mind gate, what we're hearing. It gets into our heart. And roots are offsprings of wrong things begin to grow. And rather than the Word of God that gets grafted in, wrong things are grafted in. When the Word of God is grafted in, say, faith, because that's a fruit of the Spirit. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word will do. Is, is faith the fruit of the Spirit, or do I get it by hearing? Yes. <laughs> you have a measure of faith, but you've got to keep hearing for it to, for you to gain understanding yes. of how to use it. Yes. Well, you've got to keep hearing the Word of God and renewing your mind to get understanding of how to use your joy. Right. Stir it up. Yeah. If you're sad, ha, 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 ha. Amen. Don't just keep sitting there looking at me with sad eyes. Amen. Put a smile on your face. Amen. Don't go home and, and shut the curtains and... And yield to depression? Put the curtains open. I don't care if it's in the middle of the night. Well, a boogeyman might be looking at me. Boo! The boogeyman have no place in my house. Because I know who I am in Christ because my mind has been renewed to rebuke the devil and he'll flee from you. So stop worrying about the boogeyman looking in your window. Let him look in the neighbors. Because I have authority. But if you're allowing junk to go on your house, if you're yielding to offense and roots of bitterness are coming up, the boogeyman can get in. I'm trying to tell you how to get him out. First, you've got to get him out of your heart. By stop thinking about him. Well, that was all free. Had no intention of saying that. You are not restricted by us. Paul's saying, hey, our heart is wide open. We're yeah. teaching you. We're, we, we want you to have the best. Yeah. But you're hindered by your own inner struggles, yeah. by your own inner affections. You're hindered by the things you're thinking on and allowing to get down inside. Yeah. Pastor Nancy says meditation drives the word down in. Matthew 7, verse 13, enter by the narrow gate. And that word narrow means compressed way. Enter by the narrow compressed gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it, in it, uh, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now, I want to go to that scripture. Matthew 7, 13, right? 
Enter in by the narrow gate, the yes. compressed way, for difficult is the way. In other words, you've got oppressive things yeah. coming towards you. Yes. Right. The yes. devil is throwing everything at you and every thought at you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a narrow way. Yeah. And that's why you've got to keep your mind renewed to the Word of God. And you constantly have to look at God's Word. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Well, what's going on? All right. Thank you. It's waking up now. Uh, so, so things try to get in, but if your focus is on God's word, yes. then the wrong thing's not going to get into the heart. Right. Yeah. In other words, the troubles that are trying to get yeah. to you aren't going to get in because right. you're not looking at trouble. Right. What does the word say? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yeah. You don't, gotta, you, you don't have yeah. to be afraid of the boogeyman. That's right. That's right. All right? That's the only right. reason I'm saying that, because for some years, if I would walk by a window or something when I was younger, I, I would think something, somebody's looking at me. Yeah. I was probably watching too many scary shows. Right. And that might be the case uh, for the world, that they ought to be afraid. Because a lot of things can get in. A lot of uh, unhealthy things can get into your life when your parents don't understand how to protect you. And not that we're forgiving of our parents. And when you become an adult, you know, forgive your parents. Move on. Now, now God's saying you've, you've got to renew your mind for yourself. It's not about anybody else. Stop blaming other people. And it's not Pastor Jay and I's fault. Yeah, that's right. It's not our fault that you're, you know, you're hot and heavy all the time. It's not our fault that, you know, that you want to argue with the leadership half the time. It's not our fault that you're jealous about, you're jealous over your wife and you have a hard time anybody sitting by her. It's not our fault. Yeah, I just thought I'd put in there because I'm dealing with something. You know what I mean? It's not our fault. You can be upset. You can let trouble inside of you. You can be offended and have all kind of roots going every which way of offense and things like that. Why? Because you haven't renewed your mind because you were raised in a home where they were offended. And you said, I would never allow that to happen. But it's happening. Do you know how many people are jealous of their spouse? They don't even want their spouse to take the hand of somebody else. I mean, we, we say, take your neighbor's hand. Take your neighbor's hand. <gasps> You're getting married. I better not touch your hand. Give me a break. Okay? In other words, we don't agree with that. Now, if somebody's sitting by you that, that just has some oppressive things about them, I wouldn't take their hand either. All right? Yeah, just go ahead. Go home, get mad about that. See how that works out for you. Go ahead. I double dog dare you. Go home. Get mad about it. Go ahead. Get mad about it. I'm not talking to you, John. Yeah. 
a mentality of offense. And God can't take us where we need to go when our mind gate is thinking everybody else has hurt me. Everybody else is doing me wrong. And then your heart is troubled and anxious. And your perceptions are out of orbit because you perceive that so-and-so doesn't like me because they walked past me. They were just going to see somebody else. It's not about you. And even if it was, get over yourself, okay? Why am I going that way? Because that's the... Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way, finally, I can look that word difficult up. Difficult, crowded, narrow throng, suffering tribulation, trouble, distress, pressing hard upon. Difficulties get inside of us when we're meditating on difficulties. Problems get inside of us when we're meditating on the problems. If it's not about what everybody else has done wrong, but it's about what I can do right. It's about how I can change my mentalities. And if I missed it, I get back up. There are people in this congregation that you, maybe you have a, a, a police record in your past. You're forgiven. Just be sure that you eradicate the mentalities. Just be sure that you meditate on the word of God to the place to where you're displacing that thinking and you'll never yield to that thing again. There are people in this congregation that used to do drugs and you did things that you never even dreamed of. You're forgiven. Just make sure that when that mentality tries to come and slap you in the face because of all those years you yielded to that thing, make sure that you're renewing your mind with the Word of God, that when that thing does come to try to tempt you, you're able to say no. And that doesn't come by staying home and watching Highway to Heaven. Renew your mind to your new identity. Your new identity that says, I'm redeemed. Your new identity that says, I'm forgiven. Your new identity that says, I'm healed and whole. Your new identity that says, I'm free. I don't need to put somebody's past back in their face because they're forgiven. But if they don't know they're forgiven and they're bringing their past in today and they're acting on those mentalities, then I have to say no. That's not going to take place here. It's not going to take place in my home. No way. When you want to act on the word of God and renew your mind and get understanding and revelation knowledge, here we are. I want you to turn to Matthew 10, and we're going to be wrapping up here. Actually, Matthew 13. Matthew 13. 
You say, you know, you're really bold. If you knew how much we loved you, if you knew how much we prayed for you, if you knew how much sometimes we cried out to God, God, help them see it's not about us. It's not about everybody else. It's about them renewing their mind. It's about them receiving. And if there's any change I need to, to make, to make it easier for you, I, I certainly want to do that if I make a mistake. You know, I, I, I'm the first one that will go and admit. To our staff, I've said, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I was crabby today. Sorry. I tell you all not to be crabby, so it's not allowed for me to be. So I'm sorry. Okay. There's a couple that worked for us at one point, and, and you know, Pastor Jay and I, if, if I'm leaving, I'll, I'll give him a kiss goodbye. He'll give me a kiss goodbye. Hi, honey, how you doing? You know, we're just sweet to one another. And, and, they, and they said to us in the meeting, now, and they were on staff, you know, they said this, now we're, you know, we're, we're going to uh, not give in to any PDA while we're here, and, and we just want to be appropriate. I'm like, and, you know, we're not going to kiss. And we're, well, I'm not asking you to make out in the hall, all right? <laughs> and I just said to him, I just, you know, said, so are you saying we're wrong? <laughs> well, uh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> that's what they were saying. Yeah, that's exactly what they were saying. Wrong thinking. Yeah, what do you want me to say? Okay, uh, oh, I understand. Yeah. So we'll stop kissing, you know, yeah, we better not. No way! No way! <laughs> We're sweet to one another. Okay? I need to be because I get upset at him half the time in staff meetings. <laughs> I need to be sweet. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you know, we're, we're both very headstrong. You understand? We both like it our way. <laughs> so I have to walk in love. Because I'm the associate and he's the senior. <laughs> so I just stir myself up. Hee hee ha! Women, Come on. just stir it up. You don't always like his decisions, but if he's making them for the better of the household, just stir it up. If he's making them from an unrenewed mind, you're going to have to talk to him. All right? I know how to respect my husband. I know how to respect the, the senior pastor of this church. Amen? Well, I'm moving right along. I, I just want to read something here before we wrap up. Matthew. Matthew 13. You know, some people think you just have to be a pushover all the time. Excuse me. You know, like Pee Wee Herman or something like that. God never asks us to be a pushover. He never, you know, we don't have to be passive. We have opinions. If somebody like, if their favorite color is blue and they ask you what your favorite color is, oh, oh, oh what's yours? It's blue. What does I have to do with it? Oh, well, mine's blue. Oh, no. 
You don't have to agree with everybody on everything. Right, that's good. My favorite color is blue, by the way. Right. But if yours is green, I'm not changing. Okay? Got my own favorite color. Uh, do you like to hunt as much as, I don't like to hunt as much as my husband does, but that's okay. Yeah. I can have fun. Yeah. I can go shoot a turkey and have some fun, okay? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Boom, the head goes flying, okay? I, <laughs> poof, boom. If Sarah Palin can do it, so can I. I know, I'm a little mischievous. I did that just to blow some of the out of the water. You know? <laughs> All right. And it's so gross. I know, it's gross. We get, your, we get our meat from the gross. <laughs> did you hear that? All right. said that's so gross we get our meat from the grocery store yeah. exactly you know somebody's gonna kill it and then it's going to the grocery store you understand Matthew 13 are you there verse, verse 18 there this is gonna help you therefore hear the parable of the sower when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. The wicked one comes and snatches away. To hear, to attend, to put your mind on something until you understand is what we have to do to grow up spiritually. And if we don't, we can hear something and it can just... Fly on by us. That, that snatch away just means we lose it. What we had is gone. In other words, we were looking at it. We were gaining understanding. Have you ever got something by the Lord and, and you didn't write it down? You just knew because it was so real to you. And then the next day, you couldn't even remember it. You wished you would have wrote it down. Because your spirit is alive, but you've got to renew this thing. You understand? And if you ask the Lord, he'll bring it back up to you because he's merciful. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, therefore, hear. In other words, let it come into your mind gate. Renew your mind until understanding comes. Attend. Look at it. Absorb it. Gaze over it. Speak it. Confess it until an understanding rises up and you know how to apply it for your life. Don't take somebody else's word for it. That's how we change our mindsets. That's how we change our mentalities. Amen. We, you know, we, we've preached the word here. We've had fun. But that's how the, the word uh, goes down all the easier. Laughing's a good medicine. And like I said last week, I, I'm really proud, but we have a good percentage of people that come on Wednesday night. That, now, there are some that only come Sundays, or the SOBs, you understand? Remember what that was? Yes. Sunday only bunch. I was not cursing, all right? I was going to explain it. I just like to see, you know, I like to see the impression on some people's faces, so. 
<laughs> but anyway, so we have the Sunday only bunch, uh, and they're not going to get the full effect of the Word of God. And I made the statement last week that if you only go now and then and only apply now and then, that's what you're going to get, healing now and then. Prosperity now and then. Usually later. Because when you're not attending, when you're not sitting here listening with, I'm not leaving here until I get it. If you don't quite get it, then you, you talk, you know, did, did yeah. you hear what pastor said yeah. there? Could you explain that to me? Yeah, that's good. Because, you know, I'm dealing with this rather than saying, you know, I'm dealing with sickness and disease. Ah! Yes, 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 not trying to put you down, but ask about the scriptures that will renew your mind and help you to understand application of it. That's what the body of Christ is for. Amen? Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.